Are we pushing buttons? Ready when you are. I'm pushing buttons. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You okay? George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. Hello, folks. I've come forward in time from my past self. I've gone back to my 30s. Um, yep, I'm here. We're also here with the main man. Um, George is now the only bearded man on the podcast because we have major socks. Yes, and I can't have one of those. So, yes. You're not allowed <laughs> to have one of those. I can have I one of these, this. but I, my wife will say no. So it's This just, is the please. first time in a decade where I have shaved and I have not immediately been shamed by my friends online. I was so waiting to tell all of them to get screwed. And we got George, who's Who? frozen in Wyoming of no man's land. No, it's not that cold yet. We're only at like uh 17. Yeah, it's only. not that cold yet. It's only freezing, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, we uh we have a little thing to say. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT two three zero five to get five percent off any order over one hundred dollars. That's code GT two three zero five at Valhalla Hobby. Dot com. We got some news. Lots we have news. a whole crud load of news. A lot of news. Bucket load. Loads. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. And we are starting off with a piece of news that I hear is putting socks to sleep. He's like, he's not excited about oh, this. I'm not excited at all. Are you about this so, yeah, I'm going to just shut this <laughs> off. No, it's actually Armored Clash. Uh, World Cradle Studios, as you guys know, I'm a war host. Um, they are have announced that Armored Clash will be coming out sometime next year. Um, they haven't set a date yet, um, but they, it is in the early alpha beta testing. I myself am going to be one of those playtesters, so I can't say nice. much about it. Uh, but um, on the Facebook post, uh, some of the comments one person was asking if it was going to be a kickstarter no this could be a general release so no kickstarter general release to the public straight out from the gate so that's straight from war cradle as well so um looking forward to it i'm looking forward to playtesting it here soon um i've already started reading over the rules and i'll be getting some of the unit stats next week i'm i've been told so i can start playtesting it um and help develop this game a little bit more though so. i think part of the benefit of war cradle is because they're owned by whaling games they have that financial backing mm-hmm. um like they're large enough that they don't need to crowdsource um, and I'm not saying this to shame other companies that do decide to do this with everything it's just like that th- they appear to be a company that just they have enough backing that they don't need it so, they've got this they've got the ad revenue from on tabletop but there's enough backing there that it's not really a thing that's required R- real quick question is this just going to be like the land version of, of, of dystopian wars yes so in the in dystopian wars you have uh, ships and aircraft that can land troops and ground vehicles into okay. dystopian wars so yes this is now the land version epic scale so so the next statement of that is is if that's the case then there is no reason in my opinion to kickstart that because that was already an original part of the game and yeah. they're yeah. just they're just finally getting around to re-releasing it with their rule set and uh sculpts so correct martin yeah. uh, game only... had the uh, had some uh a ground version to their version of dystopian wars as well and so they're just taking some of the old molds and sculpts and, and redesigning them to 
they, how they want them. Um, and then revising the rules to to correlate with how War Cradle is is writing the rules for Dystopian Wars as well. There there is yeah. um, talk of combined uh, battles where you can have half of it Dystopian Wars and half of your battle be Armored Clash of some That's sort. That's probably the part that makes me tilt my head the most because in the original version of Dystopian Wars, that is that was the original goal and it never worked. The community completely abandoned that because the game just didn't work that way. So it'll oh. be interesting to see if they can fix that problem i'm not saying they can't i'm just like acknowledging that's probably the biggest challenge they've got yeah from, from what i've heard from that too it, it, when they did that when they because because the original dystopian had air land and sea and when they started bringing all three together it started to make it too complicated yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to uh seeing this in, in this next part of the news that we have is the dystopian industrial set piece of terrain that they've announced it's actually coming out uh january yeah january time frame and it is 10 mil scale so this will actually work with drop zone commander as well and so that can kind of give you the idea of what kind of scale they're basing armored clash with is it's going to going to be 10 mil scale um for their terrain and it's modular as well so this is a resin modular pieces of terrain um so i probably will be getting one of these in the future just so i can see it on the table but then try it out my dystopian or uh drop zone stuff as well um i thought these buildings were 10 mil scale because they, they mentioned legion that's imperium like 15 yeah. Scale. Legion is you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, 15 mil. I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> I was thinking of my uh, some of my other stuff, yeah, because I'm thinking, hang on, that's not right because it says 15 mil here. Because one thing I was right. going to say about the previous story is that the we know what the scale is going to be, it's going to be 15 mil scale because this very next article basically tells us that. Um, yeah. there's also well, another story that we're going to be talking about later on of another game that's coming out next year in 15 mil. So there's quite a few things that's kind of rolling out at this stage. Um, Epic scale is becoming the new focus on a lot of ground warfare um you've, we've seen it with warlord games putting out epic scale uh napoleon and civil war uh for their uh black powder stuff and obviously we got uh games workshop doing their uh their stuff as Legends well Imperialis. So. yep it's probably worth noting because there is going to be a percentage of the community out there that's going to be going oh they're just copying but like there is very strong evidence to prove but, that that's just simply not the case um i, I was gonna say there's been a lot lot of requests from games workshop of bring back epic bring back epic oh no 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 the other way around the, the accusation from certain members of the community will be that everybody is copying games workshop but that's just not true um this is this was part of the original dystopian wars that has existed for mm -hmm. a long time uh and was always coming it was just a question of when they decided when. to do it and They're, we knew that we, we have known that this was coming they just hadn't announced it yet yeah their, their primary focus once they got the ip for dystopian wars was to focus on that get that up and running um well dystopian wars was always the bigger name in that original game franchise. but that's where most of the money was yeah um like i said like the problem with the original was that you couldn't really play it the way it was intended uh it's just kind of the way it was i do like these buildings though they do look these nice. buildings are gorgeous yeah they've got a very unique like the the you know it's modern but it's not too modern but it's not it's not trying too hard and it's not true steampunk punk either that you would sometimes see as well right yeah yeah, yeah like it's, it's, it's got that it's trying but it's not trying too hard yeah 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 um oh what's the word um oh i can't think uh it's the 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 soviet uh industrial buildings like eastern you know, where, european type yeah it's yeah. it's yeah. got a little bit of that feel but with a little bit of like the you know the extra like filigree and the pillars and stuff like that so it's not just boring eastern block so it's an entirely modular
modular terrain set. I thought this was resin. It's not resin. It's hard plastic. Yeah, the, uh, yeah that, it's plastic. Uh, plastic. Why did you say resin earlier? I, I thought I may have read somewhere or heard somewhere that was, but you're right, it is plastic. No, yeah. it's down there in the scale, it says 10 mil. Oh, Under okay. product specifications, 10 mil. So they're just deciding, that they're just mentioning the other games because, well, I guess it's close enough, maybe. Yeah. I mean, 5 I mil, mean, 10, 10 mil versus 15 mil, does it really 15 mil, 10 mil is not going to be much, much different yeah. between, so. Yeah. Between That's um, like I, I, I kind of really like these buildings. I, I think they're good, and I like them even more now that I realize that they're hard plastic, because how could you not like them more now? Hard plastic is superior. Um, Moving on. We've got some Infinity stuff coming. So this is the January pre-orders. We're probably not going to touch on these for a long time. Um, We're starting here with the Diggers, the Armoured Prospectors. So these appear to be miners that have gone onto the battlefield. The thing I find interesting about the use of the name Digger is that this is actually a military term from Australia, um, which I find very interesting um, because, well, that's where I'm from. Um, But the paint scheme and everything does not appear that they're from this part of the universe. So that confuses me a little bit. I do like the model, though. The whole come get some on the neckline is kind of nice. It's giving me a uh, Exo Squad meets uh, Aliens uh, 2. Yeah, I can see that. Yep, I can see that 100%. Uh, The next one, the Highlander Kateran or Kateran, kind of feels to me like some of the original older Infinity stuff, but with the detail that we're getting in the modern game. Uh, Because, like, with the skirt and everything, it kind of, like, harkens back to that. Like, they used to be the very strong anime where it was kind of a little bit uncomfortable, but this is very tastefully done. Uh, I'm I'm also going to politely correct you that it is a kilt, not a skirt, because she is a Highlander. Highlander. Well, that is true, yes. (laughs) But I was more talking about the item of clothing in respect. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Actually, I'm still wrong. Anyway. (laughs) Also, it depends on how you paint it. I mean, you don't have to paint it with tartan. I mean, if you you have a brain, you probably will avoid doing that. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, unless you you have a uh, a personal, like, vendetta against yourself, you're not going to paint that. There are people that are good at it. I'm not one of them. I I would paint mine with my McGregor tartan if I were to get one. Colors. All you need to do is go to the store and buy tartan paint. It's not that hard. It'll take a while to find it but you you go to the store and it's then you right just brush it on the, it's right next to the striped paint they put them together so you just need to look until you find them look with that i might get hate that uh coming up next uh we got the lizard squadron so this is something that we saw previewed oh about two months ago roughly so this is the new tag for the nomad I, I quite like the look of this thing actually um it's kind of like a medium-sized tag it's fun i like the look of it so so here's here's my issue with it right so it is corvus belly you know they do mm. a great job of their tags and how they look and everything like that yep. and this this does look good and it's just kind of average because it's just like every other single one they've done yeah so i kind of like the high heel i was gonna say it's working I mean, on high heels too but it's just like it, it, there's nothing setting itself apart from the others you know it's just you know you, you get what i'm saying like yeah uh so. you'll also notice this is thermoplastic so this is the um the stuff that a lot of people don't like but the name is skipping my brain right now um like the little machine that was at, at Adepticon a couple of years back. Anyway. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The really cheap thermoplastic stuff. Yeah. Now this one, this next one this here, one, I like. Yeah. The scooter? Yeah. This one looks nice. This is, I think, one of the best things I've seen them do in a long time. Um, So this is for the combined army, mm-hmm. which is force that... I don't think they have any models that are bad, honestly. There's been a number of times where I've looked at the combined army and thought I'd really love to paint some of those. Uh, But I haven't played with the Infinity stuff that I own, so I'm not going to buy another force. Yeah. This so thing is, like, I could have a lot of fun painting this. So, so everything about the previous one where I said, you know, it looks good, but it looks 
like everything else. This one is doing what the other one should do. It's like it's there's a problem with that argument though, because the other yeah, one's no, also I, trying I, to I fit get, within. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying too. Yeah, to. yeah, but but this does what you know. I would yeah. like to see more from when they're doing their mech like stuff because you know they all have that very same similar feel. This yeah, and obviously you've got the insect quality, so it it's easier to differentiate it. But the benefit of the combined army is that they are a combined army of different races so you can do kind of anything that you want with it within reason obviously uh we also have the druze shock team that just feel like this is just your nasty like this isn't military this is like this feels like they're mercenaries these are the nasty, more mercenary than anything yeah the, these just have a really dirty gritty nasty look to them uh the guy there with his cig with his um cigar in the background is ironically seems to have the same face as the guy with the ponytail in the front but the hair is different those helmets them, the face yeah. itself is the same yeah uh what's your problem with the helmets nothing they just seem really similar to something else that i can't place it yeah it, it does kind of give me the feel of something i've seen before but i don't really know yeah either yeah it's i mean they are very heavily anime based so it could just be that it's been inspired by something like actually you know what it reminds me of crude yeah, maybe that's it yeah that that does give me a feel just of the shape kind of, of it like because they it, have like the the dreadlocks coming out the back which are actually if, if the tower actually nice and gave the crew you know tower armor hmm. i don't know that's what that's what jumps out at maybe me, yeah there's yeah. definitely something about it yeah, there, there, yeah there's something about it for sure uh and then the last one we have is the myrmidons that's what i'm going to call them uh, the mandalorians <laughs> That that is kind of the vibe. Yes, it kind of it, it's it almost looks Greek sort uh, of. Yeah, well. it's it's yeah. There's I a little agree. bit of a Greek influence there too. That's a very um uh mm. the, the helmet shape. Yeah, Spartan esque. Mm. So yeah, that's the previews. That that's what's coming up in um uh, in January. Uh, these ones are for the LF. So the LF is the one that's like it's all controlled by the computer and da 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 da. It's totally the good guy and not totally ruining everything at all. Coming up next is a story that I suspect you guys aren't going to have a lot to say about this is old news at this point this got announced the day of our previous podcast but it was after we recorded um so there was the black friday sales that went on we're not talking about that because it's all over and done with at this stage at the bottom of this news for someone like myself was some news that's very very exciting so at the end of the article weird announce we are finally we're pleased to share some exciting news with our friends in australia and new zealand this black friday Understanding your sh your concerns about shipping costs and delivery times of our products and limited editions, we're embarking on a new approach. In partnership with a local shipping provider in Sydney, Australia, we're trialling a new method to make our deliveries to you more efficient and cost-effective. Orders placed from Australia and New Zealand will now be shipped from this Sydney location, which we hope will significantly reduce shipping costs and waiting times. Orders placed during this sale won't begin shipping until December 4th. This, initial uh, this is an initial trial, and we're keen to see how it improves the shopping experience with us. Your feedback on this new approach will be crucial in shaping our future shipping strategies. Thank you for your ongoing support. Da, 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 da. So why is this a really big deal? Because y'all get screwed on shipping costs. Well, specifically with Weird, Weird don't do sales per se at Black Friday. They do a whole series of alternate models that you can only buy during certain events. Now, they're not only at the event. These are things that you can order from anywhere, but obviously that means you've got to pay for postage. And, the, and people from Australia would buy them, but the shipping costs would actually 
at best be double the price. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it would at best double the price. So you're paying at least double what everybody else is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not able to order anything this year because I'm kind of a little bit tight at the moment. Things are December's one of those months. Um, so I didn't actually get to try this for myself. Uh, there's also a thing where if you spend a certain amount of money, you do get free models and stuff. But this is a really, really big deal because we didn't really have a lot of options to reduce this. Um, it's it's a problem for our country because we're so far away. It's just something we have to deal with. And none of this is criticism towards weird. None of us have ever been nasty towards weird about it. We all understand why it's yeah. the thing. Um, they are stuck behind a wall in America. And unfortunately, your postal system in America is not a very good one. Well, I'm sorry, no, but it's it, not. It's great in America, but getting getting, getting to other yeah, countries. But only, for pe- but only for people in America. Yeah. It's terrible for everybody else. Um, so this is hopefully something that's going to help fix that problem. This has been something that we have needed for a long time. We do get access to some of this stuff at retail, but only like your regular releases, and it's usually like a month or so behind everywhere else. It's really slow to get out here. Um, so hopefully we might start seeing this stuff actually arriving more on time as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Hopefully the Black Friday sales did well for them, because obviously if it didn't, there'll be less incentive for them to continue doing this. I know one of our local groups did a, a fairly large order, but I guess we'll have to see with the rest of it. Uh, moving on, War Games Atlantic are doing some more 3D printable models. Uh, the first one is probably the one that jumps out at me the most. We've got some Aztec Eagle Warriors, and I'm sorry, but what is not to love about Aztec Eagle Warriors? Um, like, it's not something you see a lot of. Um, these kind of feel like, because they tend to aim for like the historical market and for a market that's like the very simple sculpting. Uh, so you will notice that these kind of fit within that simple, like these are not overly stupidly detailed. These look like a fairly standard miniature. Um, but I actually really like these. You'd have they're, to be careful how you paint them because you could accidentally make it look like it's male armor or something if you're not careful. Yeah. I was going to say, they're wearing too much armor in my opinion. I haven't seen one in real life, so I can't really comment on that. Are you thinking that they've gone too oversimplified? Yeah, I, I think in the, the, the effort to, you know, just make it so they can make a mini real quick, I think they've because typically uh, the Central American cultures, they didn't wear a lot in the way of armor because they didn't need to because there was not a lot in the way of slashing weapons available until the Spanish showed up. I'm pretty sure this is not supposed to be armor. I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be feathers. Hence my comment about you'd have to be careful how you paint them. Just because the detailing on those feathers doesn't look like it's meant to be male. It looks like it's meant to be like, the bright colored feathers. I could be wrong. I mean, in saying that, it's your miniature. You can paint it however you like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also another thing, too. It's just like, you know, what is the accurate portrayal? Because all we have to go off is what Spanish conquistadors told us. We don't have... They weren't big on history like Europe was. (laughs) No. Um, That end... I mean, there is stuff that survived, but there's not really a lot of it because they kind of ruined a lot of it. Thanks, Spain. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I really like this. There is a couple of other things that's coming as well. We've got World War I Russian Cossacks, which is is maybe one of the most random release things I've seen in a long time. Like this just kind of comes out of nowhere and I kind of love them for it. Part I think of the me, detailing these are nicer, personally. Part of me just wants to take a whole bunch of the, the, the Cossack heads with the, the Cossack hat mm-hmm. and make a Space Marine army with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
you'd probably have to you'd probably have to size them up a little bit. But I like the fact that they have done that so that you could use them for whatever you want. I think it's kind of fun that they've got a guy wearing a gas mask. Yeah. Well, well, it's World War One, so that that yeah, was exactly. legitimately a, a thing. Yeah. We also have some Napoleon, so some Napoleonic stuff. So Napoleon on thirteenth Vedemare. That's my attempt to say that out loud. So this is a cannon that's for the Napoleonics. Obviously, if you're into Napoleonics, then this is something that you're going to want a lot of because, well, cannons were kind of the thing. It was that and people standing in lines taking five minutes to shoot things at each other. I'm well, exaggerating. Cavalry so, or yeah. flanking. I'm just making jokes about Napoleonic warfare. And then finally, we have some ancient Indian archers and maybe I'll go back and correct myself. This is the most random thing I've seen in a release for a long time. This is something that I'd never even considered, but something that we should be seeing more of. Those heads are way off scale wise. Yes. Are they? Go, go look at oh, like... Oh yeah, no they are. Yeah, an true. assembled mini? Yeah. That's like... That's cartoonish. Oh, the second one's not quite so bad. Well, and their, legs, their necks are like way long. Yeah. No, it's the necks. It's the necks, not the heads. Yes, good call. I would reduce the size of those heads or the necks. The necks are too long. No, it's the necks. I, I would I would shrink That's the necks by the standing by, ones by about a millimeter or two. The head is, the head the is too big, the neck is too long. I mean, there is a problem with scale where certain things... Like, this has yeah. obviously been done at a heroic scale too. That might be part of the issue there. Heroic scale, when you have someone that's barely clothed, does make certain things more obvious. Um, but yes, those necks are way too long. I love the fact that they're doing it though. I really do. And you can easily yeah. play around with this in your software and change what you need to get it to work. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. I'm sure there's an extremely important war in history that I don't know a lot about where the Indians were fighting against. Let's be fair, it's going to be England because of course it would be. Uh, oh no, no, they're fighting the Persians. It says here in the description. So After that would Alexander's be... defeat of the Persians, this Pakistan army area? south to conquer the present day Pakistan and India. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Moving on. I might just hand over to you for this one, George. Because, yeah. I so... mean, I, I, this has been plastered all over Facebook of late. I've seen this so many times, so I know why you want to talk about it. Uh, the well, only thing I will say straight up is that this is one of about 500 different versions of this that you can find right now. So it's interesting you say that because this is the first time I've seen it today. Like today was the first time I saw this. Oh, it's plastered all over. I think I'd yeah. probably get more of this because I'm looking at stuff for the sure. because I so, look at stuff for the podcast all the time. They it makes think sense. That's why I'm looking for it. Yeah. So so this one, um, it's hobby furniture like Hobby Zone, uh, Artie Station, the Canadian. Um, all the numerous other ones that are out there. Uh, this one's 3D printable though, which that's really caught my eye because um, you start shipping those that NBF stuff and it starts getting expensive. Yeah, right, Bruce. It, it I mean, can be. Yeah, there are well, a lot of 3D options for this. Some of which are massively cheaper than this, but also they don't have the very pretty details that this does. Right. Yeah. It's the, the, gorgeous. Yeah. The, this has got some some really good uh, detailing to it. But, you know, if you look at the, the backing on this project, though, too, you know, uh, we're at 185 bucks, right? So uh, that's all the files and all the unlock goals for this project, which that sounds a lot for STL files. Uh, when you look it's at 105 what, Hong Kong dollars, though, it's not as much as you think it is. Right? Like it's actually 36. Oh, it's 36 dollars oh, in Australia. I, was, I didn't even look to see where I was. My currency was at. <laughs> 
It's about twenty yeah. US. If you were paying one hundred and thirty-five dollars for this, I would be I would be having a very different opinion. Yeah, holy crap! Uh, and it wouldn't be a positive one. <laughs> okay, so that's even cheaper then. Um, one hundred and thirty-five bucks for this would be a ripoff. It's yeah, 3D well, files, not physical ones. Well, when you look at when I look at how much I've paid for this behind me, you know. Well, that is yeah, fair enough. So so you know it's this you know scale concept. Like yeah, I have to print the stuff out, but you know I'm not paying for the the shipping and if, if I if I could have found a a use u.s reseller for this the shipping would have just been horrendous so mm. um but the thing i like about this is is you know it's something you can print and you don't have to do all the fancy stuff you can just print it you know and it'll give you the same effect as having you know the good mdf stuff would i do this probably not i'd rather have the mdf because it's simpler to work with and i'm not tying up my printer for how many months printing this i just saw something that i find a little bit interesting oh what's that go go down to the free gifts and look Free at the first gifts. one, the wet palette. Oh, I did see that, which I thought was a little interesting too, yeah. It's completely compatible with RGGV1 foam. It's not just compatible. This is a outright ripoff of their product. That is oh yeah. That is a ripoff of the red ga- red game grass. It looks exactly the same, except they've got this really cool base on it. And I will give them props for the base so that it makes it compatible with the rest of the system. Uh, do RGG make a 3D printable one? No, I would probably argue there's a good reason for that. Um, because, yeah. I don't want a 3D printed wet palette. I just don't. Yeah. Um, but you're also getting this for free. So like they can't. But they could have at least put some effort into maybe make sure. so yeah. that it was a different round over or make it so that it's chamfered instead of a round overalls like just something anything to make it not look like they've just ripped somebody off so but but here here's the next part of you know why i would consider doing something like this right so mm. i've i've had this set up behind me for a few years and i do want to make some changes and that involves me going and ordering more components i have to toss a couple yeah. components or do something else with them because of how i've modified them and they're not going to work something like this this drawer's not working out let me print out this drawer instead yeah, yeah. so the, the other thing i like about this is that you can make this really pretty with pretty much whatever you want like you've got mm-hmm. all of like these space marine and the orcs and the fantasy and aliens and so like there's so many different things just to make them look slightly different um oh interesting they're actually using names from games workshop they probably want to change that one that says space wolves um yeah they, that, they, they can get done for that that's a, that's, that's a true mark name um that's why everybody uses generic ones that are very clearly talking about something yeah. in particular but it was yeah i mean this I just kind of caught my eye because you know for for you know like your case bruce because you know every you know everything you would sh- you know have to get you're going to pay a premium in shipping just because you know it's wood mdf and that's heavy and expensive to ship you know whereas some of the the 3d printing materials you can locally source at a reasonable price so yeah um the reason i'm not personally overly interested in this is there are several different versions of this all like when i said that there's like 50 different versions of this available go onto my mini factory they're all over the platform oh i'm like, sure there is hundreds and thousands of different versions of this this is probably one of the better ones i've seen i'm not going to say it's the best version i've seen it's definitely the prettiest version i've seen yeah uh, i like the fact yeah. that they've designed it to be very sturdy um but like it, this is not 
not like they're, they're talking about this like this is the first time somebody's done it and it's just not like it's not even close but it does look really good and i really do like what they've designed it looks really pretty yeah so it was like i said i it's the first time i've seen something like this pop up on my feed and you know again it's it's in that realm of you know now having you know having a 3d printer which i now have a bigger 3d printer and i'll, I'll get into that in hobby time um yeah yeah no it, it's interesting I, I like what this is um moving on we have some games workshop news first and foremost is arguably the most talked about thing coming out of games workshop in years and it's the fact that their brand new website failed miserably on launch um not just on launch but continued till it fail you know uh, i think part of the problem with this has been talked to death so i'm not going to sit here and talk about this forever part of the problem here from a community standpoint is that this is a move that didn't need to happen Mm -hmm. um there was a podcast i was listening to a couple of weeks ago where somebody that used to work for the company gave their opinion and to him this was kind of one of those things where it kind of screamed as somebody that went into management that needed to prove their place and make their impact so the decision was made to update the website which was something that didn't need to be updated in fact this current website works less than the old one did you have none of your 3d scans anymore all of that stuff is gone um the only thing that this does that the old one didn't is that it doesn't like reload an entire page it all looks like it's just updating on the front of everything well so 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 here's the next part of it too um it doesn't have the same capability no that's Uh, my point yeah so well so here here's my uh run-in with this so uh i was going to get the uh the holiday box for leagues of otan because that was a damn good deal here's the problem i got the email it's live you can go order it cool i'm gonna go order it i sat in queue for 25 minutes before i could even access the website yeah which by the time i was able to access the website guess what happened it was sold out it was sold out yeah so um the old website you know yeah you had to be the first one you had to click you had boom 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 be on top of it and you had a chance this one i didn't even have a chance and all all games this has been a games workshop this has not gone well yeah the only Um, thing they could say to me was um, i will never touch on that but like nightmare this has been nightmare material for games workshop they are going to have to start doing some repair mode yeah as i was trying to say the 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 only thing customers because i emailed them said hey i can't get into the website to make an order and now it's sold out what the heck is up with this you know you know this is not acceptable and they're like we'll pass this along as you know blah blah you know after i emailed them three times it took three times to get a response from them about it too yeah so um, it's been a cluster is what it yep. is. It, it has not it, gone well. It has not gone well at all. Um, Games Workshop will obviously never acknowledge that because they never do. Um, but pretty much I have heard nobody give them a free pass for this. Like, even like the strongest of... Because I mean, it, no matter how bad things get, there's always somebody from the fanboy that will turn around and go, it's not that bad. They needed to do this. It needed to be... Nobody has really come to their defense on the, this. This website like, did not was not needed. There's nothing well, not just that it, it's not just that it wasn't needed it was very clearly launched without being finished is the problem that too yeah this is ex- games workshop have a history of releasing apps for their games that never work right this is something that they've done continuously to the point where the most recent warhammer 40k one they released that was working was a really big deal because it's the first time any of them ever have actually worked the way that they were promised to work warhammer plus is notoriously difficult to use uh you said that you don't really 
really have any huge issues with it. But from a community standpoint, that is generally the the comment that so you get. The, the, they've the done way... the same thing with this. They've like yeah. they've half finished something and then launched it before it was ready. Yeah. I mean, when I say I've, I've had very little issues with Warhammer Plus, my only issue is I constantly have to sign into it. Like, yep. So, but that being said, my electric company, I have to sign in every time. Like, it won't remember my biometrics or anything yeah. to pay my electric bill. So, whatever. I I have that with a few things as well. Yeah. I, I don't. When it comes to that sort of stuff, like if you have an option to remember my details, I understand that I have to like re-log in, like maybe once every couple of weeks or once a month or something. But you should be able to remember at least something. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, in streaming software, like there really is no excuse for it. But yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. On a more positive note, now when they previewed this earlier in the year, I was saying I don't expect that we will see this before 2024. Uh, but Legion's Imperialis is out. Um, uh, it still like says notify when available. Well, yes, it's, it's currently sold out because people buy things when. Oh, it, okay. Is that what it? Okay. Well, I suppose it makes sense. The, as our earlier discussion, this is something people have been wanting. So yeah. Um, like when this was launched, uh, it's currently on sale at three hundred and thirty-five dollars in Australia. Which at first glance was like, oh, that's actually. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say that it's a good deal, but it's better than I expected it to be. Uh, there's another side to that story, and you will see the notes there. I'll go through that in a second. Yep. Like this released at a price much well it released at a better price than i expected it to but socks mm-hmm. can you read the notes that i put underneath this story Infinite on the pounds, prices yep 200 us dollars should be about 150 dollars 335 australian dollars should be about 228 australian dollars it's 110 dollars more expensive in australia than it should be it's another random product that they've just decided to go they can pay what we'll tell them to pay. Um, and yes, I know the other side of that argument is, well, yeah, but if you buy it from the third party, you'll get it cheaper. But that's not the point. It's still market manipulation and it's mm-hmm. wrong. And yeah. we don't talk about it as much as we would like to. We would love to call them out on it every time they do it. But th- this story is not going to go away. They're doing it again. So if you're in if you're in the UK, you're getting a good deal on this. If you live anywhere else, nope. you're being ripped off. One of the reasons why I never got into the games workshop games, just too much. That's why they, I set you the quiz started, so you guys could, you know, take the quiz to find out what Space Marine faction you should build. I didn't I even do it. At it. <laughs> Sorry, George. Also, that's, that's actually an old one. Well, it said I should either be Ultramarines or Space Wolves. And so. That's fair. I mean, George George, George could be a Smurf. That makes sense. Yeah. He's a Marine. He's not allowed <laughs> to have a personality. Actually, no, that's... Sox is not allowed to have a personality. Yeah, He's I was going to say, like, it, the Air Force doesn't have a personality. The Mar- Marine Corps actually has an overabundance has personality. of personality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. See you, um, George, I, I'm going to let you talk about Simon no, the- are taking He-Man to kick, kick uh, not Kickstarter, to crowdfunding again. Uh, they're making everything available to the UK now that the license that prevented them from doing it has now lapsed. Now, George, I'm going to let you talk. So yeah, uh, th- they've they've announced this, and they've specifically said that this is for the Europe and Africa regions, and I guess Middle East for some random reason. I didn't know that that was a huge board gaming market, um, and to to, to echo what Bruce says, you know, Awaken Realms, Seamon, uh, I'm trying to look at my shelf here of other stuff, uh, Steamforge Games, Fantasy Flight, they shouldn't put stuff on Kickstarter. It's not the intent of the platform for companies that size. I didn't think I was going to be allowed to have this opinion. I'm so happy no, no, right now. No, I don't disagree with this. Awa- the, the reason I'm reacting is that George and I literally had an argument about this earlier in the week. Right. And and, and, and so literally I literally we I, had an argument about I'm, this. I'm going to come, I'm going to address that. So here's the reason why, you know, they're back on a uh, crowdfunding campaign for this is because Europeans can, you know, and I guess people in Africa could not.
not get this game shipped to them because of the licensing without going through a third party uh relay which that's more shipping costs which that's probably most people probably couldn't do that i there was some people uh that you know they did do that they did pay the extra money to get shipped to somewhere in the world in the u.s mainly and then it freight forwarded to europe that's how they yep. had to get around with it so that's well, i know shipping somebody costs. in australia that did the same thing with the archon studios game right which exactly. reportedly is a better game apparently really the miniatures, are, the, the miniatures are certainly better and by a long sure. margin so on ones don't hold up at all compared to the uh, archon studios one yeah so the reason why this is on game found because they already ran this on kickstarter so they really can't rerun it because it has to be a new thing in order for them to bring it back like that and the reason why they are putting it on game found is for all the exclusives the box of power the terrain stuff that's not good it didn't go to retail they can't just put it on retail and sell this to europe because then they'd be violating what they did for the rest of the world of this is kickstarter exclusive it's not going to retail so they can't sell it at retail in europe so they have to crowdfund in europe in order to offer the game at the same level as rest offered at the rest of the world there are two extra figures that they're going to release uh in this kickstarter that anyone can order um and because they can't just say yeah well yeah but this is also open to everyone because they can't just say this is only for european backers now because the it can't do that so because the license is available here so um take how you how you will about this um i know you're saying you know they're they're just doing this to get some extra funds you could argue well it's a business of course they're only doing it to make extra funds right but bruce if the license was available in europe they would have already gotten this money too from the original campaign as well so here's i have serious problems with this and it's like yes i have issues with simon sometimes anyway but that's actually not really relevant here um this is a game that's already been produced and it already exists yes there's the argument that but europeans didn't have access to it so they never had the option to buy it but at the same time those exclusives they didn't have advertised were kickstarter exclusives which comes with the realization that they're not supposed to be offering them outside of the platform and they now are um like you made the argument that how is that fair to the backers if they want to buy it they should have the option of buying everything at the same price that everybody else did and and but it's like well they already had their option and depending on who you talk to it was a better option but that's again irrelevant yeah um like this is a game that's already at retail if they wanted to if they wanted to take it into europe there is no reason they couldn't does it mean that they couldn't do the exclusive stuff yes does that suck yes the aftermarket exists it sucks for the people in europe but it does exist but at the same time they were supposed to be kickstarter exclusives so they shouldn't be offering them on game found to begin with yeah. i understand why they're doing yeah, it. Yeah. it's business and like simon can go back on their word and do this their fanboys will support them and that's fine like there hasn't really been a lot of people that's gone grr about this i think i'm on my own here but well and, and, and i no, will I die on this hill this is wrong yeah, i i don't disagree with what you're saying but the fact that they're all they're still running it through a crowdfunding campaign of you can only get these through here now as well like it's it's still not being offered as a retail item you still have to get it through a platform like this so as for the two extra minis like i mean this is part of their justification and like i don't have a problem with that i'm not going to buy them uh ironically because i have nowhere to put them uh, the, the game is big enough mm-hmm. that you don't need any extra minis now anyway like right. seriously like it's ridiculous how much came with this uh well but it's not yeah, going to it... fit in any of the extra boxes there's yeah. no room for any of them so they're always 
just going to be kind of in the way. Unless as part of this they release like a different insert or something, but there's no talk of that yet. Um, yeah, and really, if anything, if they do anything, it should be done like, let me, let me scooch over here like this. They should be doing like a proper, they should have done that as an actual expansion box. Like this. Like, you know, it's just, it's its own little box with its own two little... That, that's what they should have done. Yeah. It would have made more yeah. sense. Well, no, that, probably, I think that's what they're doing. There would be people because... that buy those two minis, but it, it's, it would look more like a finished product if they had have done just an expansion. Even if it was just an expansion with just four characters or, or hell, even two well, no, characters. No. And that's what they're missions. doing. They're, they're offering those two minis as a, you know, every, you know, this is something new that we're doing with this. So I'm assuming they're going to have it all, all in a box and everything. If it comes in a box, then so, then my uh, then my problem. It's not really a problem. I just I don't see a reason. Your disagreement. It. Yeah, well, it's not disagreement with the two miniatures. I don't have a problem with them doing it. No. It's me explaining why I don't want them. Yeah, because no, I... they're two little boxes that don't fit anywhere. If it comes as like what looks like a proper expansion, then that, that yeah, that's what I'm goes saying. Away. Yeah, well, well, we'll have to see. You know, if they just say you know mm -hmm. it just you know shows up like okay, but if it shows up in an actual box, you know, we'll so. find out when the campaign goes live. Which I don't think yeah, it's it, said when that is. I know no, it's I don't I think know, they but... have. Um, all it's it going says to be interesting to see what happens. Part of me wants to find out now if the rest of the world's going to get access to the Archon studio one and i nigh on guarantee i don't think that's going to happen so so my guess is with simon able to do this in europe now i'm guessing hasro might have pulled the license from them or they just didn't want to pay to renew it because they've, they've already produced the game so why would they pay for it again yeah because most of these things tend to only have a limited shelf life mm -hmm. uh simon is a company that can probably get more shelf life out of a game like this because they can copy and paste stuff into other games so easily yeah um where archon studio is a smaller studio and only tend to produce products one at a time where simon just love them or hate them for it but they just kind of produce a large portion of their games is the same game repasted not all of them but a large a lot of them is re is zombicide with a spin so that they have that benefit where they could zombify the he-man universe for example which that would be the next like oh my god we have to i i get why people like the game but i will the, never the, the, the initial base game is fun but yeah yeah anyway uh, that's, moving that's on to uh on tabletop yes now well, i'm showing this on on tabletop because it actually gives us previews of something that they're doing that warp miniatures are doing on patreon at the moment so that on patreon they have monthly releases like a lot of companies do um at the moment they've been doing a like a battle box for a gnome army and when i say it's a gnome army it's, it's your gnomes. garden gnome army army awesome. and it's amazing i want this so bad this is actually oh. an expansion for an army that they've done previously i love the little chariots with the rabbits yes i love the chariots with the rabbits i love the fact that somebody has weaponized a flower pot that is just all kinds of cool and, and a little um, slingshot too with the the leaves as the wings on his yep. arms <laughs> for a glider <laughs> and he's got a pointy metal spike on his on his hat so these guys appear to be modeled to resemble uh goblins because the the badges are very clearly supposed to be trolls. That's very clearly what they're modeled to resemble. Uh, and your flower pot weapony things very much look like the goblins that spin the bombs around yep. to try to hit people with. That's very clearly what they're going for there. I love everything to do with this. It's so silly in the best way. Like, not everything has to be dark and gritty. Sometimes things can just be fun. Uh, well, I mean, the, the example here is to use them as goblins in Warhammer 
or Kings of War. Uh, that's what makes the most sense. But I kind of want to just see somebody do a game out of it. I was gonna say, and the best thing is, is like because of the way they look and everything, like giving them a grim, dark look too would be super easy as well. Yeah. Oh, big time! All you'd have to do is make them look goth, make them look metal with turn their beards. No, to look no, like no, 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 beards. no. You, you gotta be whimsical about it too. Not goth, not metal. No, no. You have to make them emo. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> the emo gnomes. There is a whole series of previous ones that they've done for this that you can find on My Mini Factory. Um, I have bookmarked it for something I might look at later, though. So have a look. Uh, we also have... Uh, I've opened things twice. There's my next one. We also have a new game box coming from Seb Games. So I've not heard of Void before, but I saw the previews for this and I'm like, hmm, this looks interesting. So this is a two-player starter set for what looks like i'm just going to say that this is a warhammer alternative because it's very clearly the market that they're going for uh but this kind of feels like it's more first and second generation than it is actual modern day stuff because it's very clearly going for that old hammer aesthetic like the rogue trader type aesthetic mm -hmm. um we're actually getting like proper plastic sprues on this um they're kind of sparse sprues to be fair uh but for a simple i actually don't mind what i'm looking at here the artwork on front of the box is pretty you can kind of do whatever you want with it it's like a preview where you can get a free it, mini it feels very 1980s like in the yeah. sculpt and the artwork yeah. it... and that's what jumps out at. I, I know there's a couple of companies out there that's kind of doing this at the moment with the where, let's bring back old hammer as an actual viable product uh because like if you can't compete with the detail and the miniature qualities that you're getting from games workshop why not deliberately go in the other direction uh i don't have a lot of nostalgia for the old hammer stuff i know that a lot of people do uh but it's just not something that's ever really because i wasn't around at that point so it doesn't really do anything for me but i do like what i'm seeing here um, the, the only the thing i appreciate is... about the uh old hammer is the fact that if we didn't have that we wouldn't have and be where we're at now yeah but there are legitimately people out there that prefer the old silly sculpts um i don't quite get that there are some of the old sculpts that i like but i, I don't quite get that but it's not made for me so that doesn't matter but i do legitimately like this the, the leader of i, I want to say the regular army troops I, I love how stupid he looks where he's just kind of going i'm really tough it makes no sense as a pose and i kind of love them for it of course also without the uh, the old school stuff too we also wouldn't have clarence so fair um we also have now i'm going to partially call out michelle here and michelle's going to know why the moment he hears this we're talking about epic warpath so, about three or four episodes ago now, we discussed how Mantic had gone to their community because the moment that Legion Imperialis got announced, Mantic were like, well, I don't know if all of this last three years of work in this game is going to be worth doing now because everybody's going to just assume we're releasing it because they get accused of that stuff all the time. They got mm -hmm. accused of that with, with Kings of War when it became really popular at the death of Fantasy when the game had been around for a couple of years at that point already. They had recently redone a second edition but like the accusations come very quick and fast they also do kind of borrow ideas and that sometimes but they were like well we don't know if this is actually going to be worth doing anymore so they went to their community
community and asked. Uh, there was a survey that you could fill out. I did it. I think I shared the link with people as well, saying, hey, give them your thoughts. And clearly the response was, yes, we want you to still do this. So they are still doing that. And they're bringing it to Kickstarter in February on Valentine's Day, ironically. Yeah. Uh, so well, Michelle shared this in one of our private chats recently of like, oh, Mantic are copying Games Workshop again. And I instantly called him on it saying, no, you're just not paying attention because we literally discussed this three episodes ago. Um, it's nice to know that you're still listening to the podcast. And then he was like, oh, hang on, I do remember that. So I have to say that's an interesting date they picked to launch the cam- the Kickstarter campaign. Or do they some assume most of their fan base doesn't have plans for that evening and is going to be on Kickstarter, like, <laughs> pledging? Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it might just be that that's just a date that not many other people are launching, so... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is not a game for me. Um, it's just it's it's just not a game for me. It's not why I'm talking about it. But I'm very interested to see how this goes. Um, I'm very interested I'm, to see because the Sorry? one I'm playtesting it's not going to be one for me either. Because the one I'm playtesting is the one I'll be getting eventually. So I actually think the scale of this is going to be smaller too, because this is actually being advertised as Epic, and Epic is five to six mil, not fifteen. Yeah. So, so here's one thing, and and I know they've uh, done the asterisks with not final sculpts. That's the one thing I do really like about what I'm seeing mm. is you have the one base and then the four bases go into that one base for ease of movement. Like that was one yep. of the things I loved about Warhammer Fantasy was movement trays. Like here's my entire unit and then I can wheel it. I don't have to do every single mini. Yeah, there's a reason that people started making them on the third party market. So, so yeah, interesting to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I'm curious to see more of the sculpts. I mean, yes, not, not everything is fine here and that's fine um but i'm very interested to see the other armies that come and how they end up looking because obviously the issue with smaller scale is that you lose detail um like it's just a thing the fact that people still get like one of the complaints complaints about legion imperialis was the sculpts being soft so well yes it's a smaller sculpt that's kind of what happens um but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how this goes uh we will definitely be following it come february so we'll see how it goes shall we discuss some hobby indie definition Independent oh, in indie. Type, yes. slang word, jargon. I, unlike Bruce, can read, and there's an indie that he put on the run sheet called Empires at War. I don't have the thing in front of me because I only have two screens, not seven. All right. I've only got one. Yes, but it's huge. That's what she said. Probably. All right. Yes. <laughs> Empires at War are a company making MDF terrain. These guys are based in the UK. Uh, and there's a number of different things that we can look at here. Uh, I kind of want to... I'm going to skip the paint and storage racks because they look the same as everybody well they don't look the same but there's a lot of different versions of those i want to look at the old west i want to look at the normandy kits and oh sorry that's the 15 mil normandy kits and i want to look at the 28 mil normandy kits as well just so that we can see some differences i guess so we'll start with the old west oh and i've accidentally opened the picture and not the link that was very clever jason and we start looking at like some quite genuine wild west era buildings complete with the false front and everything which i've only recently learnt what the whole false front thing was I, I never really understood why they built houses oh, really? that way and it was like it's it's literally because it's meant to make the house look more impressive than it is um because obviously when they're all stacked up next to each other you can't tell yep um it's 
kind of really clever. It's also yeah, kind that's... of really dumb. But I mean, yeah, no, I like... uh, yeah, that was totally a thing because it was easier to do just a big old board going higher up than the person next to you to put your sign on, and you stood out more. That's if you um, there's a video. It was about McDonald's. But if you look at like in the 50s and 60s when like McDonald's had some bright, outrageous buildings, and now they look like depressed 40 year olds. Um, <laughs> I, I feel that shade being thrown at me. But the reason why they did that was to draw the eye to it so you would see it over the competition. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting theory. And, and I like the fact that, because as an MDF building, replicating that is just insanely easy, too. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's just. It's a bigger it's sheet. Really it's really easy. Uh, looking at the 28 mil Wild West stuff, like there's a couple of things that jump out at me. Like I quite like the telegraph office, uh, I quite like the water tower. But I think my favorite thing on this first page is maybe one of the most dull, because I quite like that old west train halt kit just because it's not something i've seen a lot of uh the 45 degree blockhouse is interesting too i don't know if i like it but it's interesting i like the fact that they're doing something different do you know what kind of catches my eye as something like that's a nice little touch that you don't actually see too often mm -hmm. the snake fence mm. okay yes because it that that takes no effort to to actually build one of those yet yeah. it serves its purpose because you're you know um 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 oh god the word you're livestock is dumb they see yeah. that like oh i can't go through that and it's literally just zigzag stack you know blocks and it works yep. yeah uh on page two there are some larger buildings which is nice uh there's like lots of different styles of fences mainly different lengths and like sets of them that you can build uh the old town block and bank and shops is quite interesting like it's literally just a really large building um yeah i, I kind of yeah i like what we're seeing here going back seeing as yes everything that i opened was just pictures because i'm idiot <laughs> um i want to look at 15 mil normandy kits why i don't actually know because i'm not really into world war ii gaming but i want to kind of have a look at the the smaller stuff compared to the newer stuff because it's kind of a good uh, indication of what a company is able to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um also th the other thing i kind of want to point out is the prices of most of these are like barely on par like that they're, they're priced quite nicely uh the ruin stuff i actually really like that ruin stuff the ruin farmhouse it's in particular it's it's nice to see uh building ruins that aren't uh sci-fi uh high gothic yeah because that seems to be all there is for ruined buildings is sci-fi high gothic yeah most definitely uh the normandy bridge is kind of a little yeah it doesn't really do anything for me but that's fine it's it's very clearly replicating an actual bridge that looks like that just doesn't do anything for me personally um yeah i just like i said i just kind of wanted to look at a few things i don't know if there's anything in particular that you guys wanted to look at uh Ooh, I just noticed this Roman kit. Yeah, the Roman uh, kit's gonna look fun. Having seen some old Roman forts. I was gonna say the the ones that really caught my eye were down at the you know below the the groupings, and that was the uh, the Spanish and Italian buildings because ah. that's something you don't just see a lot of. Yeah, that's true. That's actually what brought me onto this company to begin with is them being advertised. So I'm going to open the monastery pre-painted building kit because this is literally the thing that jumped out at me the first time I saw it, and the reason I. I decided to cover them. So this thing is a kit that comes with a church, a library, a gatehouse, an accommodation, a tower, and wall sections. Uh, and it literally creates essentially a table that you can... It's it's literally a defense that you can defend in a game. Like This thing is awesome. And it's all pre-painted, which is even better. No, and then here's the work. other part too, because uh, a lot of people forget this because America is just so freaking huge. 
huge. This also ties in with Wild West because this is the very Southwest America architecture while you had the Wild West wood buildings we were just looking at. Yep. So that's the point, yeah, because not everybody that was coming over was from the same part of the world, yeah. You go down to Arizona and New Mexico, especially New Mexico, you'll Mm -hmm. see this type of architecture all over the place down there. Because the Spanish went into Central America, they went up into the Southwest, New Mexico, Arizona, Southern California. The all us Caucasians, you know, came from, you know, the East Coast, you know, moving West and, you know, that's where you get the Wild West and the Spanish and all that conflict going in the the movies and stuff. And Mm. Plus, it's just, it's architecture you don't see represented in miniatures. Yeah. No, it's it's not. And that's that's yeah that's why it's a good shout um it's always interesting to see when a company is doing things that nobody else is mm-hmm. uh, does it always work no of course not uh but when it does it's really good um oh you can actually buy them unpainted if you want to as well yeah and the, here's that. the crazy part the price difference between painted and unpainted is not much it's like 20 bucks yeah that makes no sense at all well it's basically like they pre-painted on the sprue sure but they spray can over it but it's still extra work that's fair so that's empires at war like there's a lot more on this website than what we've looked at obviously like just even just down here at the bottom like gunfight at the ok corral there's a new mob city range there's an old signs for wild west um like there's a lot more that you can find here but just a bit of a taste now we're going to look at some hobby dream blue crime paint i'm confused by your question bruce <laughs> What question? The question about uh, if you haven't done a video paint. Oh, that you received paints a few weeks ago. Oh, well, that you were that you were con- that you were moaning and oh oh that you yeah. were moaning about for days on end. How could you not remember this? I was no, half no, expecting you to do a video about why you were so upset, and then I was like, well, if you're not going to do one, can you at least talk did, about did, it here? Did I did I show you why? Uh, in our private chat, yes. Like they're completely unmixed. So. George received. Were these kickstarted or were these just? A yeah, purchase? these these are the the Kickstarter uh, airbrush paints from Scale seventy five, and they a showed large up. Large company that knows better, and they're completely. You know, and it's not. You know, they are a paint company. This is what they do, and they're unmixed. Like it's just the squirts of pigment to make the final color into the bottle and shipped. Um, I was this, however, George. It's not the beginning of why this was such a nightmare for you. Why don't you talk about the rest of it, like the actual things that? Oh. Oh god, okay, yeah, this. So um like seriously, that that uh, to be fair, like paints will eventually separate if you leave them too long. And the fact that they were sitting there for as long as they were, for reasons you're about to discuss, may have played a part in that. But well, also to be frank, that doesn't look like it's it's separated. That looks like it was never mixed to begin with. Yeah. So so here's the next thing. Um so I received a a, a, a notification through backer kit saying your your pledge is shipped. Cool. Um and I, I, I paid attention to this one because we're in the cold months what happens when paint freezes it's useless so i really paid attention to this and um a couple days after receiving the your your package is shipped uh scale 75 sent out uh notices saying uh you'll you'll need to do the customs paperwork to because this is paint you have to certify that it's non-toxic 
or wait for us to do it. So that kind of blew my mind a little bit there too of, you know, I bought paint. I, 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 I gave you money and as the service of I've purchased a product, you box and ship the product to me. And if you have to fill out customs paperwork, because I did this when I ship stuff internationally, you fill out the paperwork so that me, the end client can receive my product in a timely fashion. Yep. I, I had to do that. Fortunately, I was on top of this because it's winter time. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, where is it coming in at? Make sure it's not sitting there in a warehouse freezing, blah, 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 whatever. But because of that, instead of it showing up on Friday when I would have had no no problem making sure I brought it inside, it was delayed three days uh, on a Monday. And I had something going on that day and I can't remember. And so I actually ran the risk of not being home when it was delivered and it's sitting outside in actual freezing temps. So he kickstarted a product. The product was shipped, sort of. They didn't do any of the paperwork. They didn't do any of anything. Yeah. They just expected you to do the work for them. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Dealing with paperwork in other countries is frustrating. But this is the sort of stuff that a company that's dealing on Kickstarter should be over. And this is not the first time they've kickstarted product. Mm-hmm. Like this is like that's not okay. Yeah. Um, if someone like you or I were doing this, I would probably understand why that would happen because hey maybe we don't know enough to know how to do it but also you find out how to do it before you're shipping rather than panic send out messages that you may have to do this because i don't know how i'm doing it yeah so um yeah so i mean and i I haven't had a chance to use them um you know i've had a lot of other things going on i did get the metallic kits though which i'm super excited for because the the range of metallics that i got which and these are not a new product these are just offered to me at a discount with, with in conjunction with my Kickstarter. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to buy these at 20% off because let's be honest, this paint that we buy for our hobby, it's not the cheapest paint. Mm. So getting a, two sets of metallics at 20% off, yeah, I, I jumped on that. So, um, and the package showed up and 10 minutes later I was able to bring it inside. So I was not concerned about freezing. Everything looks liquidity enough. Everything's still, but yeah, I was really, you know, and it's not like this has been sitting on the shelf for two years and they email it to me like no this is something brand new that they just finished manufacturing just finished boxing and it looks like this i don't know how well yeah yeah but that that does look like it was never mixed to begin with that doesn't look like it's been separated yeah so now we could be wrong on this because obviously we weren't involved but that doesn't look like it's been mixed to me yeah and and you know i get it the airbrush paint is thinner because it has to go through an airbrush yeah that's yeah but still that was a little a little upsetting I, and disturbing. I have paint. Actually, no. I have paints over here that are airbrush paints that have separated. Um, Socks, what have you been up to while I go and find a couple? Uh, so I uh, have been putting together my buddy's dystopian war stuff. He was not going to get into the game. And then I showed him all the new Scandinavian stuff. And he's like, here's 200 bucks. Order stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I've been doing the last few weeks is putting together some of his stuff, helping him out. So um, I put together his Valhalla and his Kaiser class battleships uh, for his couple of armies. So and his uh, two of his Einhars. So that's what I've been putting together, working on. Oh, that's the word socks. It's Einhajar. Einhajar, whatever. Here we go. Here we yes. have a random color that has separated. That was very clearly mixed at some point and has just separated. It's so here's yeah. one of my color shifts from uh, Vallejo, and I don't know. Here is another one. It's 
very liquidy over on this end, and it's very pygmy over here. But yeah. it's still one solid color. Depending on the paint you have, you will have them separate into different layers. It may be two. It may be th like most of these are three, which is unusual. Uh, but like, it's usually very different when they separate than what George has got there. And this is why we're saying that looks like it was never mixed to begin with. It looks like they didn't finish the process properly, at least with the ones that you received. It would be interesting or, to know whether others have got the same thing. Or they were just expecting them to get mixed in the shipping process. <laughs> That's so, pretty uh, poor business. Yeah. So um, real quick to finish off, uh, I got my new uh, Warhammer Plus subscription stuff. Nice. Oh, so... Uh, um, and then lastly, um, I got my Creality Ender 3 S1 Plus. Yep. And I'm not upset that I got that Amy Cubic uh, Cobra Go because, you know, it's the first printer. It was the cheap printer. Learned a lot. Learned a lot, yeah. Um, and the motherboard burnt out? No. What, what was no, it was the it? heat plate. Oh, that's all right. And, and, and after replacing the heat plate, I could never get it leveled because the Amy Cubic doesn't have, like, actual leveling knobs on the corners like the Creality does. It's just you bolt it on and it's done. Yeah. There's no other than push the button of auto level you that's the only leveling you, you can't actually level the plate and then two there's at least three spots where the brim would not stick to the plate didn't you have a thing where it was at like literally the plate wasn't flat yeah as well? yeah. yeah so um i've already printed off flawlessly a set of uh these lovely token holders and and because it is a, a creality there is the creality specific um software for manipulating the codes and slicing and stuff like that and there are so many bells and whistles um yeah i'm i'm pretty happy with it and now the fact that i can uh, print uh, the Worganizer and the Worganizer Leviathan flat instead of having to print the panels vertically. Yeah, that will make them much better. So, <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, the, the the next uh, on the print queue, though, is um, a whale egg holder for Casey. So Fair enough. Socks, what have you been up to? I mentioned that, George. You mm -hmm. weren't here. So, I, I uh, showed my my friend was not going to get into Dystopian Wars at all. Yeah, all but is that, is that everything that you've been doing for a month? Pretty much, because he ordered $200 worth of stuff, and so I've been putting together uh why are you building and painting it i'm not building his stuff or painting his stuff i've been building his stuff so why is he not doing that good this question. is not a I, i'm just asking it's a good question no i have been he has some little bit of extremity disabilities with his hands that's a good reason not to be doing no, it yep that's no. why it was a question and not an accusation i mean he's done stuff in the past but he, he's he's had some health issues recently that have mm. made it difficult um no that so. that's that that is a legitimately good reason so, it's like i know. said it was not an accusation it was just nope, a question. I, I get, yep, I get it. But, however, uh, this week, or this upcoming week, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, I uh, played a game of Black Seas with some friends at my store. Oh, uh, yep. I, I ordered the Spanish starter set today. It Didn't you already have Black Seas? Yes, I had the Master and Commander starter set. I'm getting the actual full okay. na Spanish Navy starter fleet, which will double what I have now. You're um, buying that so that you've got somebody that can lose against the English? Yes, me. Because <laughs> I'll be playing against the English. <laughs> but uh so i'll be getting that uh sometime this week so i'll do an unboxing for that and uh Please. and then i'll start putting together that as well so that's all that i have coming up over the next couple weeks nice. so socks before we started recording you had a question and i said i had some ideas do you want to so if it's easy to see ah, this yes. is my iceberg from dystopian wars it's hard to see because it's white but if you can see it you're seeing some stippling on the paint i've primed them gray and then went over it with a white as well and it's stippling like that i'm trying to figure yeah. out how to fix 
set other than taking it all the way off and uh, restarting it and cleaning it down to a so, so here's and this is part of the reason why um i have gotten away from using uh spray cans is because yeah. of the inconsistencies um i've tried this with two different white paints and they've both happened on this mm -hmm. but yeah. it, it, it same company yeah i'll let you finish first george because you already know what i'm going to say so i assume that you won't go into what you know i'm going to say well so so you you mentioned you know stripping it down and make sure that like the resin is properly cleaned and stuff so here's here's my one question for you socks how did the primer look after you were done priming it did that look fine it looked fine um okay so so the the next thing is and and this is where uh contrast paints uh would would be uh king is is using one of the mediums and not using a rattle can and then and doing a, you know just and painting it normally yeah. um with the exception of i want to say games workshop and i want to say i had a couple bad experiences with army painter with white white with normal with, white with no with with rattle cans uh stippling and like becoming textured after they dry oh okay and this is why i use vallejo airbrush primer so i can either one just brush it on or just, i can yeah. run through an airbrush and see, uh, rattle cans they they'll either sit for long or or something has happened to them and the paint won't mix properly and it just there's such your, a what was your primer shock to me yeah okay it's not what i think then i was worried that you may have had two different incompatible paints against one another for a second oh yeah um because to me uh, is not acrylic i mean it is acrylic but it's not a water-based yeah. acrylic yeah no i get it yep i agree which is why i've been using to me is if i use to me a primer so yeah sure. um what is one of these colors that's a little bit difficult too like notorious the mm -hmm. unreliable out of a can specifically um and it's the which, reason why white colors tends to be what people that know what they're talking about judge most paint lines on um to the point where citadel arguably one of the best paint companies on the market have no quality white paints mm -hmm. now there are people that'll argue with me over that but you're wrong all of their whites are bad alan i still will fight you for this <laughs> uh, i will get your back on that bruce because uh, uh i bought three different pots of white scar and all of them were garbage the instant yeah. i opened them i've only got one it's, white paint where just... i've opened it and it was usable and it was my scale 75 white the, <laughs> reportedly the um what's the mono company that everybody raves about monument hobbies monument thank you uh monument hobbies apparently their titanium titanium white is lawless and brilliant i've never heard anybody say anything negative about it um i've not had any problems with army painters white apart from the fact that it's very watery uh which was a problem with their paint line anyway um generally speaking with white paints the extremes that you tend to get is either that chalky textury type problem or they tend to be too too watery and they start separating when they're drying um so th there are some that are like really good the yeah. other option that may be worth considering is using a white acrylic ink over the gray that is you can find a video on our youtube channel of me showing how they work straight over a black primer uh and it's the reason why i will never buy a white primer ever again there's only one time i will I, never buy one yeah the only white primer i will use is one that i can actually control which would be like you know a vallejo airbrush primer yeah. where i can physically look at the paint before it goes on the mini where i can you know just brush it on or i put it into the airbrush cup and then spray it on that way 
Um, you don't have your airbrush anymore, do you? Yeah. So no. that, over my moves, it's kind of gotten uh, over the moves and humidity and stuff like that. It kind of got put. Well, yeah. and so there's another issue that you have a problem with socks is humidity, humidity yep. and rattle and cans. That is going to be a problem. Yeah. That is right now, it's not. It hasn't been bad. Right now, the humidity is actually pretty mm. low, and so I tr- that's why I tried it today. Is what, 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 what do you consider low? Okay, below 85 percent. Yeah, with a rattle <laughs> with a rattle can, you you don't want more than like fifty. 60 percent humidity yeah that doesn't exist in florida though exactly exactly so uh air conditioner might be your friend i don't know if it goes in that particular room or not but that would help with that problem yeah uh, but my, my advice for you socks w- learn to not rattle can yeah but vallejo uh airbrush primers will become your friend um because the texture is not easy to pick up on camera how rough is it it's not rough at all it's just the colors separating the separating okay it's just that you you said stippling and texture earlier so i was like mm, i don't see that I do, thought do maybe you, it wasn't picking do, up. do you want a quick fix for that socks just dry, dry over it white I, i've got a quicker fix for that it'll it'll give it more of an authentic look find the lightest contrast paint you can and just paint it that light blue contrast and i'm talking like super light blue that's what i was going to go with this athletic blue and then dry brush white over it because if you look at an actual iceberg when you start looking at the the solid core of them they're blue yeah and that's what I'm, that's the effects i'm trying to get so, so i might try so, that with this before i restart everything yeah i would just tr- i would just try that uh, like you know just put that uh contrast on thin it and, down uh, though. don't use it pure yeah yeah thin it down some for sure uh but get that on and then just dry brush it white just to, to just to hit those high parts and, and you and might you can dry to... brush white despite what i was told when i was learning you can dry brush anything i know you can um but How you, did might... you do that i dry brush white what do you mean you can't dry brush white i did it's right there that's exactly what i did should be for, able to for do a that. half second you sounded like the dude who was talking about the front of the boat that fell off fell off Still one of the greatest uh, comedy bits ever. Yep. There's a whole series of them. Yeah, so I'll try that and I'll show you guys some picks. Uh, probably do that tomorrow. Show you guys some picks. Sounds so, good. I appreciate the advice. But Bruce, what have you been up to? Hobby-wise, not a lot, honestly. Uh, I have not really had... I've not really had the mental capacity for it. I've kind of been like, I should, I know I should, but I've kind of been in one of those slumps for a little while now. Uh, I can have... I've, ever since like October, November, I've kind of been kind of just going in circles of like, yes, I'm really motivated, uh, but now I can't be bothered. Um, so I've kind of just been kind of yeah, on the sides. I've been working on the rule set a little bit. I did some art pieces for Entropy City recently. Um, I've redesigned the logo where it's like a motorcycle fuel tank with the handlebars. And it's got like this crossover of weapons on it. Um, just just small little things that I can that, that I can do in other areas, pretty much. George nice. raised his hand like he was going to say something. I think he's trying to play with the cat. No, his other hand. He kind of went like this. Uh, I was going to say, you did do one very important thing though, Bruce. I did? Yes. So, well, Sox and I did have a weekend uh, that, oh, yeah. you know, my Saturday was Thanksgiving and I wound up spending with a uh, family and whatnot. And Sox, of course, you know, has, has his oh, own. Oh, I uh, helped Frank, yes. You, 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 hobby, did t- you took a, a well, vacation. You, you took a break. Somewhere. You went and did something. That's <laughs> you the important thing. Vacation. <laughs> You calling it a break is hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry, hopping on a plane and then driving with a buddy you know, in a car back to you know. Look, I mean, to that's... be fair, for, for those that like those that had asked what I was up to, pretty much the answer I kept on getting, I kept on giving was that I was going to be entirely stressed the entire time. Thankfully, that's not the way that the weekend went. So, for those that don't know, I recently I flew up to Sydney. I got off the plane at Sydney, and the plan was is that we were both arriving within five minutes of each other. His plane got delayed, but that's 
neither here nor there. We had to then get to the train system because basically we had no time. We had to get <clears throat> straight on the train because we had to take a two-hour train journey to get to this car yard to pick this car up. So that's going to be stress-free, isn't it? No, no it's not. Um, there, was quite, there was a few issues. Sydney's train system sucks on the weekend. Um, like, wait, 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 wait. You guys really have a train badly. system? Yes. The joke is we don't really. Well, Wyoming don't even have electricity. Uh, yeah, we do. I hear they're getting the internet next week, though. We already have that. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so yeah, um, I, I was expecting things to be very, very stressful because when things have to be tight knit like that, one thing goes wrong and everything just screws up. And there wasn't really, he'd organized for us to fly in looking at timetables and then double checking those timetables. They didn't line up the way they were supposed to. And we think it's because he accidentally was looking at the train during the week, not on the weekend without realizing it. Mm. Um, so, and then in the end, his flight was actually 50 minutes late as well. Uh, cause there was, issues and um you yeah. guys have four time zones uh, just you have four time zones there right three three okay but that's not the i don't problem. know why we're, that we just, were all yeah well i i don't know i just uh, there was a random question that just popped in my head of like <laughs> yeah um so yeah like in the end I, I also i had a friend that was like well i can meet up with you and i can drop you at one of the train stations to settle a little bit part of the stress uh and the original plan for that was like uh that sounds great but then we learned of all the issues of the train system on the weekend and that particular station wasn't going to work but there was another one that would would have worked and he could have gotten us there or if everything had have lined up perfectly which it didn't he actually could have taken us a significant amount and we would have just given him petrol money uh but in the end i met up with this friend in the city he gave me something that you can see over my head there's some toys here that had arrived for me that got sent to us by a sponsor for toy reel and he also gave me which hand is it the green light in the background because i have two lights in the background now you'll notice uh he gave me an rgb light that's much more powerful than the really cheap one i bought from amazon um, and the softbox for this light here, which is not installed yet. Well, so Bruce, I got presents. Speaking of lights, Bruce, I just discovered I could do this. I can do that with one of my lights too. Here's a cop showing up. <laughs> that's just that's just a Wednesday for George. No, 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 Tuesday. I call that Tuesday. Okay, just a day ending in Y. Right. So anyway, yeah. In the end, uh, I met up with my mate for like 20, 30 minutes, um, and then my friend that had been flown in late flew in. Uh, he got an Uber into the city, and then we basically, because of everything having been late in the end what he had to do was pay for an uber to take the trip in the end it's like a 200 dollars uber trip it was not very cheap for him but he didn't have a choice in the end because the plane was going to get the train was going to get us too late at that point we yes. wouldn't have got in until like 11 o'clock at night so he didn't really have much of a choice in the matter uh but it all worked out in the end honestly like the the uber guy was really nice um the car the, yard guy was really nice we drove to gundagai um stayed at gundagai and then the, continued the, the, the reason why i said that this was important bruce is you got out of the house so you did something that was not what you just said you know where you're not motivated you don't want to you're oh, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. so that's what i was saying is you did something important you took time yeah. for yourself you were helping a friend well, you did no, things with i your... didn't do anything for myself at all um hey, hey, even if it's stressful hanging out with friends is still well that's it wasn't it should have been a lot more stressful than it was <laughs> it so. should have been a lot more stressful than it was it went much smoother than i was expecting it to so that's good um it was a good time uh we took that that's why we took that weekend off because well neither of us none of us were going to be available anyway even right. if i had have been sitting at home i would have been doing the podcast by myself and then i wouldn't have been doing it so i i would have show i would have made a way to show up if, if you were you know able to do it Bruce. you would have had an excuse to get away from the stress actually 
actually, we we were we were done festivizing by the time recording would have happened, so it would have been fine. So, uh, are you ready for game talk? Are you got anything else, Bruce? Socks? Yeah, I'm good. George, I'm, you got anything? I haven't really done anything hobby wise. <laughs> Talk nerdy to me. So right. we're going to start this with a funny meme that Casey put on my timeline on Facebook that I tagged Bruce in, which probably explains why his dice roll like crap, because he buys dice made by wombats. Yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for you, those of you who don't know, uh, wombat poop is uh, cube-shaped, and so therefore you just paint it, put some dots on it, you have a uh, wombat poop dice. Uh, no, having fun while losing. Yeah. This I may have, have been this. inspired by a certain conversation that Socks had with us recently. I'm pretty sure I wrote this. No, no, I agree, but I have to do this. What I'm doing oh, demos, you have to lose. lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know, I know this I have is something. To, but then I'm like, I feel like I'm not letting you win to then buy into the game. So I should lose and still have fun. So here's the ignoring demos for a second, because that, that is a different kettle of fish. And yes, you're right. Yeah. You should be losing when you like you should almost always lose a demo. Not not pure always, but like you should almost always lose demos. You should the set only... yourself up to lose quite frequently. The only time a demo should be is should, is one is when the person that is is learning how to play the game to see if they want to learn how to play it is Bruce and he's rolling dice and they're rolling for crap and there's no yes. way the person <laughs> demoing the game can actually lose. Actually Sorry, the that's the last <laughs> last knock on your dice rolls I'll make tonight. Uh, I'm no, not going to argue with you. Anyways, hey, there's a reason why, there's a reason why my game is D10s and has a completely different system where it's not just the initial roll. I have a push no, your luck. Think... You, you have a push your luck in my game, so that's why it helps me until the dice screw me by going over my amount so having yeah. fun while losing this is something that a lot of people struggle with not everybody but there is a lot of people out there that struggle with this uh, i am someone that i would probably argue that i'm somewhere in the middle where like i lose most of the things i play i don't actually have a problem with losing but i i can't say that i always have fun i finish a game because i know i'm expected to not because I'm right yeah so but so I, and I, I, I do understand both sides of this argument yeah so and there there are some uh uh two different sides to that is well what what kind of game is it that you're playing that you're losing yep and you know? why are you losing too is it because the dice have just screwed <laughs> you because yeah sure that's not fun or is it because you've messed up and you know you've messed up and there's nothing you can do to fix it now so that well, one i i struggle to still have fun well i i, I was i was uh going a little more simple than that uh are you sitting down with your good friend to sit down and play a game and hang out and spend time with your friend to play a game and you're losing yeah. but you're playing a game with a friend and it's, you're still having fun because you're spending time with that friend or yeah. are you losing and the guy's a jack wagon and it's a $60 entry fee and it's the first game of the tournament and you got two more games to go. Yes. Uh, this is also why is, I don't like yeah. tournaments. But yeah, and because that is the norm for tournaments, unfortunately. Um, in saying that, there are some tournaments that are really fun and designed not to attract those people. But generally, tournaments are competitive, and if you don't enjoy competitive gameplay, you won't have fun. Yeah, which well, it almost sounds an oxymoron of you know I don't play enjoy competitive play in this game where I'm competing against my opponent. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> you can have narrative games though. So oh, that's that's yeah. true. There too. are some yeah. people. There are some people that deliberately play games where one army is twice the size of the other one. No, I think those people are nuts, but like th that is legitimately yeah. something that people have fun yeah. with. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the reason I kind of, because th th there was a conversation that we were having recently, Socks, yep. where somebody was having some struggles 
and they were questioning the balance of the game and you were trying to look for some advice on how to help this guy move forward uh like we had stuff that we will not discuss because it was private and stuff yeah um but it just kind of like that conversation led me to the thought of actually this might be a good topic of conversation because there's a lot of people that really struggle with this there are people and we all know these people that when they know they're losing they just instantly stop mm-hmm. and so yeah. well i'm not going to win anyway we might as well stop now um i i can tell you for a fact that if you do that on a table with me i will never play a game with you again i can tell you that for a fact i have never done that i have conceded a game which is not the same thing uh because at that like if there's a point where mm-hmm. like it's like there's one round to go the only was- thing that's going to happen is i'm going to lose more minis at this point i may as well just admit that you've won yeah well yeah, maybe, yeah, we, it- maybe we have enough time to play another one yeah it's a it's a difference of like so your turn like halfway through you're just going to wipe out my forces there's nothing i can do you've done well and i've screwed up so and yeah i'm, I'm going to interject as opposed to i'm going to go and suck now because you've beaten me mm-hmm. uh, which is something yeah. that happens that it legitimately happens yeah and, and, and i'll throw this one out there too because i i, I saw this in a, a 40k group so i can't remember the person's name and there's there's more than one person like this so they're only playing the game anymore is, is because of how much they've put into the game they say no yeah. matter what they do they can't seem to win a game and yeah and, and believe me i've, I've run on those people where you know they don't have the same tactical capabilities that some players do there's some people where it's just like they will out maneuver you with a paper bag over their head and there is nothing you can do to beat them because they are just that tactically sound and for yep. every person like that there's a person that's the opposite and how do you play that game when you're that person and you want to play you've sunk this investment in but you can't you know it's you know it is a you know it's legitimate it's a legitimate mm-hmm. reason to find games frustrating yeah um i i would argue i'm not the most i certainly can be tactical but i'm not the best at it it is one of the things i struggle with um i have never won a game of drop fleet commander ever i've never won really? a game. Hmm. i've drawn oh actually no maybe i have did i win one of th- no i lost at the tournament i just didn't come last um and drop fleet commander is something where like if you're not a tactical player that's a game that's really going to show you up um like, really i've hard. never won uh, and i've uh, to try to combat the way that dice treat me i've taken lists that are probably a little bit stronger than they need to be to try to counteract that and still lost hmm. Um, and like this isn't me sour graping. Like I'm just like saying, like, I I'm not the best tactical wise, so I can get where people are coming from. That I think what? the thing is is that you need to. It's all well and good to say yes, I want to be competitive, but if that's the only reason that you're playing, then you're not going to have fun if it doesn't go that way. You need to find other reasons to play. Like it yeah. could be I'm having fun with my friends, or I'm looking for the really cool moments where something happens that shouldn't. We all yeah. have the story of the lone soul that should have been decimated and somehow took out three soldiers before he was killed. Those moments are gaming. Look no, I, for them. I'll, I'll, I'll share this because th- th- this was an entire tournament this happened, okay? So we had a mixed doubles blind draw tournament. Mm-hmm. Thousand points each. So you created your thousand point army and then you got randomly paired up with someone and that I was your, one of these stories. Y- your, your team and you have two thousand points and uh, I think there was 
five teams maybe there was six i can't remember or maybe no seven teams so there was you know a buy round so we did an extra round so that everyone got at least three games in yeah okay i decided to go with an outrider unit for my space wolves which was thunder wolf calvary and wolfen and uh regular wolves so everything i had was melee now it was probably the absolute nastiest and i will destroy your face melee if i can get into melee range and in order to do that i needed to have shooting support so I got blind paired with the other melee uh, army at the tournament. And without fail, mid-turn three, we were down at least 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, we were usually able to at least get one or two units into melee, and we would just wreck face for one turn. But and, and that's and it was fun because it was just we were just like, can we redraw teams? Literally, the only two melee armies, and you just stuck us together. Like, do you hate us? What can I buy you lunch to like change your opinion of? me you know <laughs> so i have a similar story to this of a tournament that was being run at games workshop camberwell uh that doesn't exist anymore uh and they were running it was 600 points 600 points a piece this is during sixth edition um so it's not really the best it's it's not really enough to have anything cool but it's not too small where you can't play a game and i was playing blood angels because it's what i had at the time and i got paired up with necrons which is during the time during the whole blood angels necrons everybody hates Matt Matthew Ward because of the story that he wrote and so on and so forth. This is during the peak of that. We called ourselves Team Fist Bump because we just lent straight into the meme, which is so much fun. Uh, we came third, I think, and it's the only time I've ever had success in a tournament. Um, I still felt like I was losing a lot of the time, but I wasn't. Uh, I was just one of those things where my expectation to lose kind of worked against me, I think. Um, either that or like he was just helping me out of the ditch with everything I that he was doing. <laughs> I was, gonna, was amazing in that game. I, I was going to say, I, I think the Necrons carried you in that tournament, Bruce, because... <laughs> sorry, I know I said I want to make dice jokes. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, so so here's here's a great one, because uh, I, I, I know Sox can um, share his frustration on this. Sox, did you have fun losing playing your PHR against Levi Shaltari? No, because you taught him that way. <laughs> oh, okay, before I taught him how to... George no. taught George taught him how to make sure it was not possible for you to have fun. No, no, I I still enjoyed it, even though I was losing a majority of the times. Um, I still had a lot of fun because it was a new game. We we're learning the new system and all that stuff. So I mean, I, I kickstarted heavily that game. I pretty much kickstarted it twice with a captain's pledge and a commodore's pledge, if I remember correctly. So I had pretty much. So you're the, you're the reason why the campaign was successful and we were able to get this game. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, so, not well, you, so. it wasn't just me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, I had pretty you, much two starters for every faction. I'm guessing that you kickstarted it with other people, and that's why your pledge was so high. I believe I was the only one that I kickstarted it with, and he only got the scourge starter set out of it. I had everything else. I kept everything else. It's still sitting in my wow. closet. Okay, I'm finished. The only two factions I've built is PHR, UCM, and a little bit of Scourge. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, your shell tires are still still unassembled back there. Do you want? Uh <laughs> No, um, but I, 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 mean, I, I do, I do want the new Shaltari stuff to like have for my army. But uh, no, don't, don't. Say. No, I'm good. Um, I, it was a joke. No, what, what, what I want, it, what I want is better bases again. I, I'm, 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 I'm still uh, um, salty about what what TT did with bases. But, but, but that's a very similar. Um, I, I think what you were talking with is about sucks. I think that's a very similar situation. Is the situation you were in with PHR versus Shaltari, especially after I told Levi, no, check it out, just do this and you'll obliterate everything on the board yeah like you know yeah. like 
okay, sure, maybe I did ruin the game for you, but you know, were you still able to find a way to have fun doing maybe. it though? Where's yes. the maybe in that sentence? Yes, I did still have fun. And okay. and I and I tweaked my list a little bit and I got close a few times um in beating him. I actually think I did beat him a couple of times, even after you told him that, just because again, my di- my tactics changed a little bit, my list changed a little bit, but then uh I as we all do sometimes, I got some lucky dice rolls and he didn't get anything, and so yeah, it just it happens, and so yeah, I still have fun. I mean, I it's literally part of part of it. I mean, it's part of game. Extent, you have to learn how to lose and still enjoy it, or else you're going to yes. be miserable for yep. the entire time you're playing. And so. like s- struggling to enjoy something when you're losing is a problem that you will always have because that's how the mind works. What I'm about to say is going to sound like a little bit of a cop out, but let me go with it. Some extent is about frame. It's about how your mind works. Um, like, again, like if the only thing that you're doing is trying to play to be competitive or trying to play to win then if you don't win you're not going to have fun because you're only set out to do one thing if you're playing with friends unless you're preparing for a tournament which is a completely different discussion um because if you're preparing for a tournament you shouldn't be playing to have fun to begin with not if it's that sort of tournament if it is a friendly tournament then obviously yes um but but if you're having narrative games if you're doing a league type tournament like what you guys were doing recently recently socks yep uh sorry that wasn't a tournament it was like a grow league campaign kind of yeah growing league yeah you should be playing to have fun playing to learn how your army works and the fact that it doesn't sometimes should be part of the fun um because especially in a grow league if you have something that really doesn't work or really does work you then have the opportunity to work that into the narrative of what your army is like i'll use 40k as the example because it's the obvious one like this one group of space marines did really really well so i'm going to decorate them just that little bit more with these few extra pieces just because there's something special about this and it's something it only matters in my head but it's something i can have fun with making them mine it's saying that not everybody likes customizing things but you can find other ways to do that yeah um trying a tactic that you've never done before just to see if it works and if it doesn't sure but but if it does you've just learned something um um, at the end of the game, asking your opponent what you did wrong. If you can't take feedback, don't ask. Uh, in a tournament setting, if unless you're like really running late, that is something you should always do, is discuss the game, give each other a couple of pointers about, like, mm-hmm. well, I saw that you were doing this, but I think if you did this, it might actually work a little better. Now, I mean, if you've just gotten decimated and you have nothing feedback that could... It mean, doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have quality feedback to give, but it's probably less reason for them to listen to you. But it's still a right. conversation <laughs> that you should always have. It's how you learn. Yet people don't notice their own mistakes. It's just just a thing that people don't do it's a flaw in the way that our minds work it's why you have things like spell check because if you're writing a document you won't notice the mistake yeah that's why people have editors so yeah it's it's a hard one because it's never going to be like there is no way of fixing this problem it's just something that people have to deal with you are going to lose sometimes it's supposed to be part of the fun nobody enjoys well, losing well i think it's part of the learning experience too of the game because especially yeah. as a new player you're getting a, a brand new player into the hobby you're not going to win all the time no, but, but those times that you are 
you do win, you're going to learn a lot. Those times you do lose, you're going to learn a lot more. So I think it's probably fair to say too, there is a percentage of the balance, everybody arguing about balance all the time. And yes, we've been on that discussion bandwagon a few times, but there is a percentage of that community fighting about that sometimes that are actually the people that just want to win all the time. Mm-hmm. And things aren't balanced because they didn't win. Um, or, or, the, and, or they're chasing the meta and, and yeah. And if you're chasing the meta, if you're chasing the meta, you're not having fun. I went always against the meta for Star Wars Legion. Yep. And I still have fun. Yeah. And I won and a look, times. If, if that's not the sort of person you are, you're not in it to have fun, then hey, that's fine. But that yeah, also but, means that you have to accept it when you don't lose, when you don't win. But, but he also plays Shaltari for Drop Zone Commander, so. I do. That's what I started with. Yeah, it's true. He's a but horrible right. And what'd you learn? What'd you learn? Like, oh, I'll just do this. And metagames are fun. What did he learn? The same thing that the rest of us learned. Anybody that plays Sheltari is a horrible person. You're not a horrible person. <laughs> Sorry. No, I take that back. I, I, You're worse may, than that. I may be, may be socially unacceptable in certain circumstances. Hmm. Saying that he's a horrible person isn't fair to those people that are horrible people. George is yes. worse than that. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> Should we move on to upcoming events? I think we'd rather Let's we're move on. <laughs> Tournament demos, conventions, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm going to start with something a little bit out of the ordinary. If you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, you should. For the entire month of December, until December 22nd, we are unboxing the Mantic Barroom Brawl. Bruce is unboxing. Yes. The Mantic Barroom Brawl Advent Calendar. Uh, we're up to day 10 at the moment. We uh, have a reel going up every day of the month of what, the, of what that day's um, of what that day's opening is. We've had some terrain we've had some minis we've had a little bit of everything i just dropped one of them on the floor um so you should be subscribed keep an eye out hey help get our views up that would be nice otherwise we also have so the melbourne figure painters collective they meet on the last sunday of every month at the kathleen syme library so that's 251 faraday street in carlton from 12 till 5 um when is the last friday this month i think it's when i'm not in the state yes so i will not be there this month i will have to try for january i'm literally not in the state so i can't go uh, Danger Close Tournament. So it's a drop zone commander tournament. It's a 1,000, excuse me, 1,750 point tournament. It takes place on the 28th of January at the Bristol Gaming Collective. Uh, you can get details for that at eventbrite.com. And then finally, the Drop Fleet Commander community has a space station competition. Socks, do you have space stations with you or did you forget? Hey, there we go. So there's two categories. The first category is a build for the competition where you, you enter with spring bits and you build the station you get and the best looking station wins this is being voted on by the drop zone commander community admin team as well as dave the writer of the actual game the second half of the competition is a painting competition where if you already have a space station built uh you can paint it for the competition and enter it into that part so this is ongoing uh you have to build and paint it until the 31st of january uh there's prize support by tt combat uh we definitely recommend getting involved that the space station kits are just so much fun they're they're nice also i I, I, correct me if i'm wrong but aren't isn't tt combat selling the space station kit by the sprue right now for this competition so you don't have to buy an entire kit you can just get the one sprue yeah if you're in america that's not feasible to you know ship it but so if you're over in europe and shipping's cheaper you know that that is an option again to those you can just buy the one sprue or if you're wanting to do an order anyway you can just add one sprue to the kit there's that too Um, i suppose yeah if you want 
going to buy it from the US, then you should buy it from Valhalla Hobby because they have Drop Fleet Commander and other things. Valhalla Hobby is a sponsor for the community. It is a sponsor for the podcast. They are pretty much the reason why we have drops drop yeah. that we have. Gamingtable.com. <laughs> Um, like they are like they're a gaming store. They are in Verona, Wisconsin. Uh, they are a, a decently sized store. The thing that sets them apart that I really like, and I mention this all the time. I mean, yes, they've got really nice prices, and that's lovely. But the thing that I really like is that they have a real concentration of actual niche indie games. Yep. Sure, Warhammer is really popular. Sure, D and D is really popular. But you know what? Some of the stuff people don't look at is actually more interesting. There is so many good games in the indie scene right now and if you're only paying attention to the big guys you are missing out whether it's Bushido Drop Fleet Commander uh, Dystopian Dystopian Wars Wild West Exodus uh, there are so many great games Moonstone like just try one of them they have pretty much anything that you want go and check them out ValhallaHobby.com if you use the code GT2305 at checkout you'll get 5% off Uh, we get nothing from that it just helps them um, it helps them know that you've come from us and it gives you a bit of a discount, which is always nice. Where can people find us, George? Uh, they can find us at www.patreon.com slash table. Become a supporter for $2 a month and get early access to the video versions of everything we do. Is it three days early? Uh, it's at least 24 hours early. At least 24 hours. Gotcha. Uh, for $2 a month, um, that also helps us with our SoundCloud, our <clears throat> website, uh, pretty much anything we do. Um, also, the, the, the more you support us, the more we can support you with uh, giveaways and things of that nature. Uh, of course, the website uh, that we talked about is gettingtable.com. Uh, everything we post, we will go through facebook.com slash gettingtable. This is where you'll find the links to all the audio and video podcasts when we we post things um videos are hosted obviously at youtube.com slash getting table please give us a like and subscribe uh we are getting closer and closer every month to that 1000 subscriber uh threshold and then more things start happening for us of course you can email us at getting table dot getting tabled at gmail.com uh comments questions concerns anything for the community or questions for us please send us stuff uh we will look at it we will read it we'll talk about it uh we have the discord uh link is where bruce uh link is in the chat and it also appears on screen there you go uh you can jump in there you can talk with us and we can you know other members of the community uh you can find us on uh x and instagram at getting tabled then there's also bruce when he occasionally does it he does have a twitch i don't know if you're still talking about that uh i, I do have the twitch it's kind of more of a social thing at this stage i'm not doing regular weekly streams anymore it's just i'm only so, going to uh, be doing it when i'm when i'm in the mood for it now so so pay attention to that that's uh twitch.tv slash jason the bruce you can uh, hang out with him while he uh does some gaming and then as a side note and a uh, uh, mention with the channel bruce does a uh another youtube channel called uh toy reel where he unboxes well toys as the name implies that is yep. youtube.com slash toy reel yep. did i miss a whole group of guys there the strategy there is very similar to the one here uh like they're not doing it for money they're not doing it it's just passionate people talking about what they're passionate about uh i've been unboxing quite a lot of these beast boxes behind me which are like transformers that transform into cubes so that owl there's a like a giant squid there's a few other things in the case there all of them transform down into like the same five centimeter cube which they're a lot more fun than they sound trust me (laughs) uh there's a video going out in the channel this week of me unboxing a santa claus action figure which is just gorgeous uh 
Krampus? Uh, they do make a Krampus, but it's not what I'm unboxing. I'm just curious. Socks, you got anything else? I'm good. Been fun. I, I don't have anything else, Bruce. I'm good. Subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.